0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 52, Pit Stop Diagnostics, Brian O'Connor. I'm Joey Lewandowski.
1: I'm Joe Two. and this episode is brought to you by the Academy, the South Bay Regional Public Safety Training Program. This full-time, 888-hour intensive course satisfies the California Commission on Peace Officer Standards and Training. Post, minimum training requirements for California entry-level police officers. (laughs) If you want to learn how to be a not-shitty... California police officer. And because this is Kara's driving school lap, and we're all about learning this lap, go to theacademy.ca.gov.
0: Very cool. Well, this episode will not be, what did you say, 888 hours? Is that how how many? Yeah,
1: 888 hour intensive course, uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 for six months.
0: That is rough, right? That's a lot of time. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, you know, if you're going to be a cop. All you have to do
1: is like learn how to shoot people and it should take like 20 minutes. (sighs) We'll be good
0: undercover you know the difference between the gallo 12 and a gallo 24
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we can wrap this up in like i think we could run a police training academy in like three hours
0: i think we're you most know? of the way there i think that everybody's seen these movies is most of the way there <laughs> so i mean you just probably need like what like maybe another week or two maybe like an 80 hour course
1: like i said man we just got to do the tim the tim taylor method and, and just do the complete opposite of what brian does
0: every time so Tim the Toolman Taylor? Yeah, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yep. All right. Well this is a pit stop. We are going to do a deep dive through the Fast and Furious Wikia for Brian O'Connor. Kara not here tonight. This is so this is if you are I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming everybody who listens or most people who listen know what we're doing. But this is, is the not. This is the driving school lap. So yes. every other week when we do the main movies, the the nine in the franchise, Kara will be joining us. For her first trip through those movies.
1: She's never seen them before. Correct. Not just like her first trip through them, just like her first trip total, because she's never watched any of
0: them. And we did the first movie last week. Went very well, thankfully. Now we are here. As we wait for Kara to come back with us and record Too Fast, Too Furious, in the off weeks we're going to do pit stops. So they are tangentially or somewhat or completely related to these movies. We are focusing on Brian O'Connor and Paul Walker this lap. So this episode, we're going to go to the Wikia page for Brian O'Connor. I sort of skimmed it before. There's a lot on there that we're not going to read, but I'm going to go through here, see if we can learn some stuff, you know, see if we can refute some stuff, get a sense of who Brian is, you know, more than we already knew. Down. I'm super down. We'll get to that in a little bit, but before we get there, let us first do extracurricular activities since we last recorded, Joe. What have you been up to?
1: Hockey season started. I talked about that I was, you know, getting ready for hockey season. So it started, and I, ha- I have a, a revelation for you. First game I watched, I was drinking. Watched the Penguins. They lost. Second game I watched, I was, like, not feeling it, drinking some water. We won, like, 7-2. Oh Last night I watched, was drinking. Penguins lost. I think it's going to be a sober season, brother.
0: If that's not the absolute definition of i don't know fan fan like superstition, superstition? Man. yeah I, I don't know what is
1: my superstition supersedes my alcoholism i think as of right now it's a sober season until something changes wow
0: so now what's going to happen if you don't drink and they lose you're going to start drinking again
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna play it out like as of right now this is gonna like unless something they go on like a tear and i'm sober for like five games and they lose all five in a row sober season so far
0: wow okay very healthy. Yeah,
1: lots of water. I'm surprised. Guzzling water. The only other thing that I did is I just got a new San Francisco sourdough starter. I'm starting that so I can make some San Francisco sourdough because the one that I've been using to make bread is an Italian sourdough. The Jimmy Garoppolo so it's not actually like sourdoughs. Really, it is the Jimmy Garoppolo of sourdoughs. That's very appropriate. It's not actually sour. You know what I mean? Like It's it's just like yeast, live yeast. They, they use the word sourdough to be all encompassing. It doesn't actually have to be sour. So this one's going to be more soured. Gotcha. So I'm excited okay. to see how that goes. But that's what I've been up to the past week. Very
0: cool. So since I last re- since we last recorded, I went away this weekend. I went up back up to that uh, cabin in the woods that we went up to for the uh near bachelor party back in April. Yes. And yep. uh one of our friends was turning 40, and so we went up there yep. and uh there were seven of us up there for cool. two nights. It was very nice. It was relaxing. Uh, Played some poker, ate so much barbecued meat. Oh my God, I ate so much meat. It was the greatest. I. Just didn't stop eating meat for two days. That's great. Drank a bunch of beers. Read a lot. Like, there was just a hammock there, and it was, like, a beautiful weekend. So I just, like, went out there and just read. Uh, it, oh, was just, cool. it was just it a very, like, nice, relaxing weekend. You know, we we listened to the two Yankee games on the radio because uh, the Wi-Fi was too bad to stream audio, and the TV signal was out. Uh, so we, we had enough that's awesome. internet to stream radio. So we did that. So that was nice. The Yankees won both those games. Yankees yeah. have since swept the Twins onto the ALCS, which will be... Awesome. At least two games underway by the time this episode comes out, if not three. Yeah, it's uh, it was a nice weekend. Um, That's good, dude. I wonder, you know, we said a lot, and I think this is going to be true of a lot of the segments on the show. As we record now every week, I think a lot of the segments are going to be shorter, and I don't know that I'm going to have a lot to talk about, but, you know, a couple times, and then there might be a Halloween party this weekend, I'm not sure, but... uh, That's a little
1: early for Halloween, isn't it?
0: It is. So this this friend of mine, who I'm not super close with, but a friend of mine invited me to one, but he's sort of doing a me, and he's like, well, I've heard from a lot of people that people can't come to this date, so I'm going to give two different dates. So there's this weekend, and there's, like, the the weekend before Halloween. And so he's like, come to one, come to both, whatever you want to do. So instead of doing my two day of our weekend he's like we're having basically the same party twice you know come to one come to both whatever yeah cool so that works yeah i get it we will see if i go to that i'm, I'm sort of waiting because there's another friend when i told the story about going to that housewarming party that became a surprise wedding and yes. mutual friends that i met those people through the same yes. mutual friends are gonna go to this party or go to later in the month so i'm just sort of figuring out uh, okay. you know, when they're gonna yeah, go you
1: want to time it with the most of your friends yes. going so
0: yep. Yep. i get it yep yep, yep. But that that was just about that I think we both saw Joker. I think we've talked a lot about Joker. I did not like Joker. You did like Joker. Like
1: I was telling you yesterday, I didn't think it was like pivotal film. You sent me a really cool article. If anybody wants it, I'm sure we can send it to them too. Yeah, my but fa- it was, uh... just
0: real quick. You know, my favorite film critic on uh, my favorite film critic is David Ehrlich on IndieWire. He does the year end videos that I love, but he also mm-hmm. just wrote two really good things. He wrote a really well-written review that he liked the movie more than I did. He didn't love the movie when he saw it back in Venice in August. And then he also wrote a thing about uh, how Fight Club is basically the movie that Joker wanted to be but didn't become.
1: Absolutely. And I agree with him, and we talked through this, that I liked it. You know, I don't think it's, like, important, pivotal film. I don't think that it'll hold up either. So uh, I think he encompassed a lot of my thoughts into his article about the Fight Club, like, where I was at with it, which is that I like it. It was a fun time to spend two hours watching this movie. It wanted to be something more for me. I wasn't expecting that, so I wasn't disappointed by it.
0: Yeah. I am uh, on on another sort of movie unrelated to our podcast point of view. I'm excited because tomorrow night my... uh I'm going to see Gemini Man, that new Will Smith movie. That's apparently yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. good. Is it really?
1: It, I thought I heard things. It was. Re- it was like really. It's supposed got like to a thirty
0: cut. on Metacritic. Like it's bad. Ugh. There's. I, I have okay. a sneaking suspicion that it might be the kind of movie that I love. I don't know. Um, but what I'm interested about is that. My movie theaters IMAX screen reopened. They were closed like for six months or whatever. Yeah, you said this for like a forever. And they opened yeah. it with something called like lasers at IMAX. Like it's like this new projection system. And I think there's new sound there. And they put in new seats. And so like I'm basically going to check out it's the like theater the demo, <laughs> the demo version. Yes, I, I have like no idea, man. But it's uh, they, they they I think <laughs> they had it open last week for Joker too. But they they have it open okay. this week, especially for for this new high frame rate lasers. 3D projection of Gemini Man. So. I don't think the movie's gonna cool. be good, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of scout out uh, the the theater itself because it yeah. could be good. Why not, man? It could be good, and
1: if not, like you've got a new, fresh theater, exactly. Just
0: cool. Always, and cool, I'm not paying so. for the ticket. I just pay for the monthly thing for AMC. So yeah. it's not like it costs me any money. Just. You know, I drive down you don't
1: there. pay an upgrade fee for the IMAX no
0: so that was the thing so movie pass when movie pass oh. was around didn't cover IMAx 3d Dolby whatever yes. you could like what I would wind up doing which was against the rules and sorry movie pass but now they're gone I would check into a regular movie and then basically pay the like eleven dollars or whatever the credit that would go toward that and then I would pay out of pocket three or five dollars or whatever but AMC uh, okay. covers everything like they just it's not all showings like when they have special events and stuff like you know like yeah, the Fathom yeah, yeah. events or that whatever they don't cover but all IMAX, all Dolby, all 3D, everything—it's all weird. encompassed in there. So, yeah.
1: Because I have the Cinemark one, and it's like you pay an extra for XD or IMAX.
0: Well, how much do you pay which a month? Is like
1: nine bucks, and you get like one ticket. Yeah.
0: So that's uh, if there was—I I can imagine there's an equivalent of that. It'll be like that, but this is just you know twenty-five for three a week. So I guess they're still banking yeah, on people not different. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yes, I'm yeah, I'm this is like
1: you just get one ticket. The main reason why I have the Cinemark one is just because it gets rid of the online fees. So if mm. I buy a ticket online now, I don't pay the the like three dollar service charge, and it's the you know the theater near me that we like to go to. So I'm like, look, I bank the tickets. If I use them or not, it doesn't really matter. But I mainly hate paying the like four dollar yeah ticket service fee. And you have to, like, reserve your seats at this theater. So it's not like I would be like, oh, well, I can just go to the theater and buy them when I get there and sit wherever I want. Like, it's much better for me to buy them, you know, a week or a month in advance and have them. So
0: that was another thing that I didn't really I wasn't crazy about with MoviePass because you would have to be in person to buy the ticket and you would go there. And when it was just like a general thing, it was fine. But like when it was assigned seating, as theater sort of transitioned to that, it it was more difficult. And especially like when I was in Austin, the draft house is all assigned seating and I would go there and have terrible seating, or be sold out, or whatever. But now with AMC, you can just do it online, which is nice. Uh, there's yep. a, there's a little bit of restriction there, but it's you know it's it's not bad. And I agree. The convenience is it's just even if you so even if you're not it. yeah even if you're not like making quote unquote making money on the tickets, like it's just uh, what you're not having to deal with is. Almost worth yep, it. Yep, agreed. Patreon. So okay. So here's here's big news. Okay. Since we last did an episode, I put up the poll on Patreon. So if you are a okay. patron of Too Fast Too Forever, if you support us financially over there, uh, you mm-hmm. have you can vote in the official poll. To decide our final film, final Brian Walker movie. Or, oh God, Brian Walker. Brian Walker. Final Paul Walker movie that we're going to watch this lap. As of right now, we've got four votes in. I accidentally didn't keep people from voting <laughs> twice, so I think Jake <laughs> voted twice. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but here's the four movies in the running. We've got Into the Blue, we've got Joyride, yes. Running Scared, and Varsity Blues. So those are the four that you can vote on if you are a patron over at twofasttwoforever.com, 2 forevercom Even if you just just kicking a dollar a month, you can vote on this. Yep. You can have your choice for what we're going to talk about. Uh, we put the same poll up on Twitter. You know, I, you had the idea, I liked the idea. We put it on Twitter. Yeah,
1: I just, I, we just wanted to see what the Twitter audience says. It, does, it doesn't It does play into it. You're not, like, losing out or anything. But I was curious to see if the general population and the Patreons answered the same movie.
0: Now, I don't, I, I don't want to share what the Patreon people have picked yet, just because I want to okay. keep it as a little bit of a secret. But let me take a look at the Twitter poll and see what that is like right now. There's 16 hours left on the poll, so it's going to end... The Thursday before uh, you hear this, but they have nine votes so far. Five people have selected into the blue: four for Varsity wow. Blues, one for Running Scared, and one for Joyride. So, Into the Blue, overwhelming favorite there. But uh, everything's Damn. got a little okay. bit of play, so you know. Yeah. One of those we'll be doing for sure. It's going to be, I think, the final episode this lap. So I think it's after Hobbs and yeah. Shaw, before the tune-up. Maybe it's going to be this. So that we got some time. Sense. But if you want to support us on Patreon.com slash 2Fast2Forever, you can get free merch, free gear, free swag. Alex, Ellen, and your letter and your stickers are in the mail. So thank you for supporting us over there. Also, shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris for supporting us over there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. But yes, swag and merchandise, early access to episodes, bonus episodes, access to the Fast and Furious Minute document, which we'll be doing another minute tonight. Uh, your choice of pit stop movies and themes voting for all pit stop fan selected movies and our undying love and affection so if you want your vote like this is really i think aside from just getting stickers and stuff i feel like this is the first time that aside from ben you know picking a movie this is the first time that having a being a patron over there is like oh i actually get to do something you know what i mean like it's yeah yeah it's a cool thing
1: you yeah you get to pick yeah
0: on itunes we have no new reviews 15 ratings all five stars all wonderful reviews thank you for that if you are listening have not reviewed us yet go do that but joe let us open the mailbag we have i didn't think we got one but we have one email tonight this is from nick burris hi nick subject line never getting caught up lol
1: (laughs) well that just because we sped up the pace so yeah
0: you know, there's okay. nothing but time, Nick. You got nothing but time to catch up.
1: Yeah, and and we're gonna have, like we said, we're gonna have shorter ones coming up and stuff
0: that's out. Yeah, I, you think we 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 think that this is gonna be a shorter episode, but who knows? I mean, you're looking as you're listening now. You're looking at the timestamp. Maybe it's eighty, eighty-eight hours. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what we're imagining this episode going to be, I think the pit stops are generally going to be a little bit shorter, but it's going to be to give us the opportunity not two and a half hours, to dabble in sure. uh, weird associated stuff that we otherwise wouldn't. Yep, true. First off, not my tattoo, which it was. We were all discussing tats, and I seen that one on Facebook and thought to share it. Oh, remember his, like, ah, that whole yes. sleeve? I mean, that would have been aw- I mean, whoever has that, whoever's arm that is. Great tattoo.
1: It was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Second, it's been a while since I've been to the movie theater. Seems like you experienced some messed up theaters, LOL. That's the fucking
1: in the theater mm-hmm. when you saw the kids having sex next to you in the yep. theater. So, yeah. Yeah. He says, I've seen a double
0: (laughs) show once in the Army and seen The Expendables 2. Then I said, screw it, went right around and seen Resident Evil. Don't remember which one it was.
1: That's a Joey move right there. I don't think I've ever done that.
0: That's my whole, that's another, you know, not, not, we are not sponsored by AMC A-List. We are sponsored by the Academy. But what I like about A-List is that unlike MoviePass, where you only see one a day, I can go and see two or three in a night. And i like to, like, if I can, I like to overlap it perfectly so I can basically walk out of one theater, go to the bathroom, sit down in the other one, like with one or two trailers left. And then just you know yep. skip basically twenty minutes of nonsense. That's it's awesome. uh, you yeah. know you cut down on the traffic time, the the car, the, tr- the commute time. It's environmentally friendly. It's it's irresponsible not to watch four hours of movies in a row. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the street rod of my family's is in nineteen thirty nine. Ooh, you were saying I think newer. I was trying to go older. I said fifties. I think forties, fifties, and I think you were saying sixties. Maybe I don't remember. But 1939 yeah. Ford Standard 350 four-speed. This fun car. Mm. I mean, yeah, it looked beautiful fun. looking. Yeah, I think we should have justice for Brazil, Berlin, et cetera, because because all of them kill people there. They they do. We've we've talked about
1: the Avengers theory, they, like who's worse, and we should have justice. We should we should make. Uh, never mind. That was a terrible (laughs) thought. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) We should have justice for those cities.
0: And this is a hot take from Nick. Possibly he says technically Shaw didn't kill Han. The explosion did or the gas. It's whatever. Still love all those people. He
1: well, he purposely hit him with a car. He hit his car with a car.
0: That's like so maybe- yeah that's like saying that well, I don't I, that was going to be a bad match. I was going to say like if you shoot someone and they go to the hospital and they die of pneumonia or you know what I mean it's like why well, didn't kill him? Well someone well, you did. And you put them there. Yeah. Exactly. Or like the bullet killed
1: him, I didn't kill him and you're like,
0: "Well." Yeah. And it was a McLaren on the photo I showed I shared a long time ago. Uh, remember that, okay. that uh, Pennsylvania plate with the the beautiful car in New Jersey? McLaren. So. Yes, yes, Very yes. Cool. Very Nick cool. says, I did listen to Lifespan, and Joe, you sound like the witch's guards from the Wizard of Oz, LOL. <laughs> nice try, <laughs> had to rewind a couple of times, and nine-foot cock. Very steamy little nympho <laughs> going on. Anyway, I'll email again when I complete the latest episode. Catch you on the other side, Nick. Well,
1: I'm glad people are listening to You Are My Lifespan, because it's it's just, like, it's pure fun for me. Hopefully it's fun for you, reading the narrator parts. I love it, man. The story's so wild. And, like, now it's, like, in my brain enough to where, like, like we were talking with Kara on the last episode. Like, maybe Johnny Tran's not dead. Like, I'm trying to look for ways to make You Are My Lifespan real yeah. in this universe now. It just makes it more—I mean, because we're going to oh, watch these movies forever. Wait.
0: What? what if Nonie's Denise is Ellie Toretto? Denise Ellie? No,
1: because because they wouldn't have like Dom would have probably swung. You know what I mm. mean? His reaction would have been. Bad, well, was he is he listening like, the when They
0: talk about because I don't remember. I think they're maybe all around the table.
1: Dom would have been real pissed if like Nonie's like I... and also like they treat Mia with a lot of respect. So I don't think they would have let anybody talk shit on.
0: Well, what if we don't know that Ellie she's a Toretto? Either. Like, what if she was? Like, it's like one of those, like, oh yeah, my friend Denise. Oh yeah, my sister Ellie. They're both going to be here. It's like the same girl.
1: Oh, like, what was that movie that we watched? Hey, like, I have this new boyfriend. And it was, um, and Emma Stone was in it. It was a Ryan Gosling movie, right? Like, you're going to meet my dad. And, like, he knows. Was it Gangster Squad? It was, like, no, it was the one where he's like, crazy, oh, Hitch. crazy, stupid love. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm thinking or of. Where he is
0: the, the boyfriend and the friend or whatever. The boyfriend and the pickup he's artist. The boyfriend.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. And his dad's like, what? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So Ellie Toretto
1: could be no niece Denise, and we didn't. Didn't know, mm-hmm. and it's a crossover. Yes. Yeah, maybe. But she would have to be super old because she went to school with Paul. She couldn't be. <sighs> well we'll, ta- we'll, we'll take it back to the workshop.
0: But she... there's 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 a okay. seed of an idea there. You know, again, it's it's not likely, but you know you possible. It out, it's yeah. a possibility. All right. We'll shop it. I'm I'm so I'm going to hold off right now. For On the Streets and Rock the Vote, because there's not been a lot of news. We'll, we'll do a recap of that next episode. Okay. Especially Rock the Vote. Like, we know that Rock the Vote, it's not happening. But uh, I'm still going to keep lo- looking every main episode. Hopefully. The yeah. Rock does his thing. But, Joe, yeah, let's talk about the Fast and Furious Minute. A minute and I called Goddamn Ooh. Street Racers. Find another way home. Goddamn
1: Street racers. Or whether you win or
0: lose. So this once again, you were your uh, your prediction from a couple episodes ago once again rang true that we are again sort of pushing out the race. We are not at the race yet. I still you know so we still got time, nothing but time. But we still got time before the race begins. This is another sediment that they're just getting to the line in this uh, sort of, not filler minute, but filler minute.
1: When I think of them preparing for this first race, I think of a ton of cars. And there is a lot of cars, but in specifically this minute, it was a lot of shots of just people's faces and reactions, right? Like, it was a lot more people with no dialogue, but, like, a lot of people. Like, you see, like, Vince, you see Mia, you see
0: Letty. You see Jesse.
1: Brian's face. You see them all lined up, and then you see the cars. But, like, it's not really heavily focused on the cars in this one. No,
0: movie. it's basically letting you know who's at the scene, who is there. who's watching. What we do yeah. get, which I think is really nice, is that there's sort of the... I know for sure that they do in, the, uh, in, the, in Brazil, in the cop cars, we get the first time of at least a few times in the series where they have the four racers in a row and you see all their faces in the frame. Yeah. So that's I, love I think that the shot. first time that's we've had really... it here, so I thought that was kind of cool. At least the first Monica, where she comes up and tells or maybe not even the first Monica. Maybe it's the second or third Monica, because we've had a different Monica possibly before, right? So Maybe, yeah. I don't know, but we definitely get the Monica, we get, you know, the sight of Wells's confusion of, you know, you can have this one and you can have that one too. I still love the idea that <laughs> that Wells thought
1: that she was talking about like each tit. Like you could have the left one, but if you win you get the right one. I have always considered the body to be like one piece and never really like split it down sectionally like if you're like you can have my right hand but not my left you know it's like it's such a weird concept for me so just like introducing this concept to my brain that like you can piece out your body in segments is like very strange so
0: i think it'd be really funny if like and i don't even know how it would work to you i mean i'm sure i know that like tradition this is again Overthinking, but what is the minute for? But you know, like how at least in movies, I'm sure in real life, I just don't have an experience when a guy is with like a prostitute. She's like no kissing, like especially like pretty women and stuff. Like you know, no kissing on the lips. I don't do that. Like I wonder if yeah. there is like that kind of segmentation, like. You can do whatever you want with me, but you cannot touch my left breast because you did not win that race.
1: <laughs> Maybe, man. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
0: And the other the other big uh sort of noteworthy thing in here is that when they were lining up, Brian overshoots the line as we all know, but he overshoots it almost by an entire car length. It's like, dude, come on.
1: Yeah, so they're they're showing us that he's a shitty driver. Yeah. That or he's just not a well versed driver. Yes. I had some cool things in this one. One thing that you made mention of, I'm just going to go, you know, just like the highlights, like I like to do. When you see the shot of all the guys standing there, like in between the car segments, there's one guy holding a, like, this cutout sign and i paused it and like i you know i adjusted my head to like get like a good uh i tried to i couldn't read it
0: so you uh you did a better job than i did
1: okay and i think it says irresistible i think he's just holding up one sign that says irresistible which makes me wonder why
0: (laughs) it kind of looks like and i don't know that it is but it kind of looks like it would be we're a gang this is our gang sign he's holding it up kind of has like the it's like the old like kind of word art sort of thin in the middle and sort of spread on either side, right? Like, it's like the, it cuts in, like, sort of like a... Yeah, and it's
1: cut out. Yeah. And it looks like you would, like, maybe, maybe he would spray paint over it and use it as, like, a, a stencil. Yeah. But it just says irresistible. So, like, is his gang name irresistible? Is he irresistible? I think this is more of, like, a personal sign that he's holding this up, like... I'm irresistible, like super fly or something. You know what I mean? Like,
0: well, maybe you know. Th- I'm, I'm sure that this is a place to meet people, meet, make new friends, make new, you know, lovers, meet ladies, yeah, yeah well, you know, for hookups, sure. whatever. Everything that you want, everything you need, it's all there for you at the at, at So he's not irresistible. Race wars, is the race, yeah, yeah. Bunch of like-minded individuals.
1: Maybe maybe he's like a drug dealer and he's the connect, and he's like, go oh, if you want to find the plug, hold up and like find the guy with the irresistible sign. It's him. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we have no idea, but he's holding a sign that says irresistible, which I found very interesting. Yeah? We get a new piece of technology in this minute. Okay. A Radio Shack, under the moniker Realistic, Patrolman Scanning Receiver, Pro 48 UHF UVF Air. All right, and that's the police scanner that Leon has in his car.
0: Is there? Did you get a sense of what the the speaker, the stereo that Don listens in his car when he puts on "Lock It Down" by the Digital Assassins?
1: I absolutely did. Did you see that, or did you? Or were you asking? I'm just.
0: I'm setting you up,
1: Alley-oop. It was an Alpine. They were they were Alpine S10 subwoofers. Mm-hmm. They make new versions now that don't look the same, but in the in the document, I have a, a link to the silver and blue ones that he has, and I found he has an Alpine V12. 432 channel power amplifier, model number MRV-F303. That's what I could see. He has, a, he has like, a six-disc changer in the back, too. Some kind of, like, Alpine screen. What were those things? We were just talking about them. The, like, the win amp that you would push this thing, and it would just, like, show you the, like... Oh, like a visualizer? Like a visualizer, yeah. He has, like, something, like a screen that's just a visualizer in the back, too, but, like, I couldn't pick up anything off that to figure out what, like, what specifically it was. Yeah, there's a 6 dish changer that's blurry, but those are the two pieces, the main pieces of the sound system in his trunk that i got and again we get dom listening to techno in his car yeah which is like very weird right like he doesn't seem like a techno guy like he just doesn't look like a techno guy so it's it's strange yeah,
0: i wonder if um i wonder how much of that is like what he wants to listen to and what's just kind of the mood that he wants to set you know what i mean like he's like this is maybe this fits high the, energy it, yeah
1: yeah and i think it's of the scene it's of the culture for sure don't you think like Dom, Dom seems like a like a more of a metal kind of guy to me, right?
0: I don't know. I would think not. Maybe not metal. Maybe like sort of Gasolina, kind of that Latin. Oh, but he's Italian
1: in the movies, right? So I see. That's why I think that like if he was Italian, it wouldn't be so much like the Spanish music. It would be more like metal.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I that, just think that you know he we sp- he spent the time in Cuba. He spent the time in the Dominican. Like I think even though he is Italian. he hasn't Italian. done that yet, right? No, but, I, I mean, we haven't seen him do it yet, but I'm sure that he has. Just because, I mean, I don't think you spend that much time, like, in the Dominican and then, like, back in Cuba and wherever, like, feels like that's kind of, like, a lifestyle choice. Like, I know that he is embodying this Italian-American man, but it feels, like, more like he's he's tapped in more into the, the Hispanic roots than Italian roots.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, at this point in his life, it's it seems to me like he hasn't left California yet, you know? Possibly. I don't know. Because he hasn't been, like, on the run yet. And if he was it was probably like in california like he's not like a like a federally wanted man at any point until now at the end of this movie so so you think
0: he hasn't crossed state lines he's just wanted within california
1: yeah he's he's been he's definitely been to jail and wanted in california for like the beating and whatever whatever like with the wrench but i don't think that he has been to like i don't think he has the latin music influence yet because he hasn't tried to run away to the dominican for months at a time to escape Prosecution. Gotcha. That okay. My, that was my logic. That's yeah. fair.
0: But yeah, uh, anything else in this minute that you pointed out that you think is worth noting?
1: Yes, I do have one last interesting tidbit. We saw that, and we talked about it on the last minute, that they're in front of UAS uh, Wheels and Tires, mm-hmm. which we called, talked to the guy. The way the film is shot. It looks like there's UAS on one side, and there's this building on the other side that says like Western Museum. I was thinking, I, I don't know, I can't figure out what it was. But if you go to the streets now in Google Street View, and you like you know click the link from the last minute, and you turn around, there's no building on the other side, cool. and I don't know if that was camera magic or that building's been since torn down because you know we're now 20 years away from the movie, right? So I don't know which one it is, if it's which how it played out. But the building that's on the other side of them, so, like, when you see them all lined up and you see Brian and there's a building behind them, there's no more building there unless they've, you know, unless they were using two different scenes. Gotcha. If they were shooting from one direction on one street and one direction on the other street. Right. Which would kind of not make sense if, like... This movie didn't have a budget like that yet. I and know. I don't know how realistic that is as a like a movie person, like we don't have, you know, somebody on here that's worked on movies right now to ask them like is that a common thing? Like I guess you would want a building there to see to give it like some kind of backdrop, but at the same time it's like would you really shoot it on two different streets the same scene?
0: Yeah, I think you could. I don't know if you would, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: So. not with a small budget so it's just a curiosity that I had and, and another little tidbit that i figured out this time
0: yeah well we will be back with the next minute I think that in the next minute Danny Yamoto the fourth driver the sort of the unknown unnamed driver of sorts will be driving or will be playing his uh, PlayStation 2 which I'm very excited about same and yeah. uh, we're gonna get some other cool stuff but yeah that's that's it for this minute if you want to check out the the notes too fast forevercom patreon.com slash too fast too forever and check out the uh, the entire document with way too much detail about stuff that you probably uh, might not care about, but it's all here. If you want Too fast, Uh Joe, let's take a quick break. Let us come back and talk about the Brian O'Connor wikia on fast dot
1: TheAcademy.ca.gov. The Basic Police Academy courses include fundamental principles, procedures, and techniques of law enforcement, including criminal law, patrol procedures, cultural diversity, investigative procedures, report writing, defense tactics, firearms, leadership, ethics... Community policing, police vehicle operations, and much more that I'm going to stop reading.
0: Cool. Well, Joe, let us dive headfirst into the Brian O'Connor wiki. Uh, we're gonna tr- we're gonna try this. I'm going to. Um,
1: I got it up too. Should I keep it up? Should I read along with you or no? No, I think let How me. You-
0: well, I guess I guess we should maybe treat this like emails. Like I'll just read it. And you can add your flavor text, and we'll just sort of see how that goes.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, let's try it.
0: I used to say I lived my life a quarter mile at a time, and I think that's why we were brothers, because you did too. No matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away or halfway across the world, you'll always be with me. You'll always mm. be my brother, Dominic Toretto. It's a powerful quote, obviously, to kick off, to kick this off, but uh, I think it's weird that on the Brian lap, it's a quote from Dom?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's the most Brian-directed quote. But yeah, it's weird that it's it shows a quote quote from Dom, not from Brian. Yes. I agree.
0: This is not a Universal Studios wiki. This is just a bunch of fans. Like, this is just a wiki for fans of the series. So it's all fan-sourced. Things may be yeah, wrong. it's like think, us. You know, Wes has yeah. written in like things have been wrong, but we're going to see. So Brian O'Connor is a former officer, a former bad officer, in the Los <laughs> Angeles Police Department, a former agent in the FBI, a protagonist in the Fast and Furious franchise. Brian transitions from an officer sworn to uphold the law to a wanted criminal. He makes a full transition to the criminal life when he abandons the FBI to help Dominic Toretto, a street racer, avenge the death of his wife, Letty Ortiz, and allows him to escape the law again, this time accompanying him. He falls in love with Dominic's sister, Mia Toretto, and the two have a child named Jack. With another child on the way, Brian agrees to do, quote, one last job when Toretto's crew decide to avenge Han Solo, who was killed by Deckard Shaw. Yes. Again, like, that's a good summary, but it's also, like, a lot of that isn't really his story. It's just, like, it's the franchise story kind of what he's involved in. You know what I mean?
1: Everybody's kind of writing this from Dom's perspective. I think that the movies and the franchise are kind of from Brian's perspective, right? Haven't we talked about that? That this is like... Yes. Like, it's... That was, I think... It uh, I think starts it like, like this. I think
0: that was a Kate Hudson idea, right, that they were... Because we always sort of saw this as Dom's franchise, but I think she was saying, no, like, this is this is Brian. He's, he's the shoes we're in. He is, because we see him in the first
1: and the second. You know, like, neither of them, Dom kind of comes in in the third, but the, we're seeing this from Brian's perspective until you know, seven or something, yes. right? Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that we're still, and I think, you know, that was kind of Kate's idea too, is that like the fact that we're no longer seeing it from his perspective is kind of why these later movies feel different. Like not only is he just missing, like his presence is missing, but it's also a new perspective. And it's just like, it's not the same way that we were looking at these movies as we have been for six of the first seven.
1: They should have done something like Hardcore Henry and just made us Brian. <laughs> and it could have just been like a first person Brian movie.
0: I can't believe that's From not like a now. YouTube thing already. You know what I mean, like. Got to be All <laughs> I don't right. Know,
1: what if we What if we played a video game where you're ju- you are just Brian, right. like not like a Fast and the Furious game, but like you are Brian, and it's just like through your eyes, and you're like, hey, Dom, here's a wrench.
0: Like a VR game.
1: Yeah, exactly. That
0: works. That works. Brian was born on. Do you want to guess his birthday? Oh, I feel like we.
1: I've seen it. We saw. We talked about it on his on his driver's license. Is that where they're getting it from?
0: I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they get anything from.
1: Was it September?
0: Nope. <gasps> February? Nope. I don't know. July? Pick a number. Fourth of July? Nope. Fourth of July? Nope. Damn, 21st. July 14th. Okay. What year? Think about two thousand. So if you think about the first movie canonically takes place maybe in 2003-ish, how old do you think he is in the first movie and then sort of bring it back?
1: I think it was like eighty two
0: 78. So he's a little bit older.
1: A little bit older. Okay.
0: I'm adding right now to my calendar, uh, Brian O'Connor's birthday um, <laughs> Perfect. repeats every year. Raised by his mother in Barstow, California. He remembers little about his father.
1: How do, how do we know that he was raised only by his mother? I don't know. Does he say
0: that? Or he was like, I didn't have
1: a dad at some point. I don't remember that.
0: We might we're gonna have to pay special attention to the Too Fast, Too Furious, where he talks about r- r- growing up with, with Roman. Uh, there is going to be a little bit of something later that I saw. There's a little bit of discrepancy okay. there. So I don't know. Maybe, like, is there stuff, like, in canon? Like, are there, like... Like, you know how, like, on Mike's podcast on Third Time's a Charm, he was doing Third Time's a book. He was in the book club. Like, I wonder if there's books or if there's more content.
1: Hmm. Well, maybe this is, like, the, the the director's commentary that we haven't watched yet or something.
0: So they're referencing, let's see here, the references at the bottom. Fast Five, the original movie, Two Fast, Two Furious. There is an article about his brothers jumping in to help finished Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7. How an extreme make- movie makeover saved Fast and Furious the Fast and the Furious, seven things you probably didn't know about it, entertainment, blah, 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 and then trivia. No, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. We'll have to pay attention in the movies. When we get to, you know, in 17 years, when we get to the minute in five, maybe we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. And there's a trivia section, too, so maybe we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay, cool. He remembers little about his father and has no memories of what he sounded or looked like. And that is apparently from, the, uh, from Fast Five. He said that in Fast Five. Maybe when they're talking about you know being a father.
1: Oh yes, you know what he's like. Yeah, I don't even remember my dad's voice.
0: During his childhood, he befriended another Barstow local, Roman Pierce. The two often True. caused trouble together, among other ill-advised activities. Hey, let's uh let's cut the the slanted writing here. Let's, let's just report the facts, man. Um, ill-advised yeah. activities and played sports such as football. He did, according to Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. God, we need to pay more attention to,
1: like, the really nuanced dialogue in these.
0: Because in the Fast and Furious trivia, it's like, well, what sport did Brian play? Baseball? Football? Lacrosse? Like, I think he seems like a lacrosse bro. You know what I mean? Like, if if that was an option? No, no, because he's too poor. I would have guessed, like, basketball or something. Mm, You know what
1: I mean? Because he was poor in Barstow with Roman, and he was, like, you know... Boys with Roman, it would make more sense that they would have like one basketball. And lacrosse is expensive. So, but like, so is
0: football, though, too.
1: You were at the point even then that you had like the University of Miami was such a big football school that there was like a football region there. That's how we get, you know, Antonio Brown and like all these guys out of the Florida region, the state of Florida, because like they have the Pee Wee League set up already. Mm, so, that's okay. what I'm saying. The They're like, yeah, they have the infrastructure for like the, the sponsored junior leagues that, you know, are for like more unfortunate kids to try to fix them, you know, this kind of thing. So, football makes sense.
0: Roman and Brian attended high school together and often dated the same girls, Roman dating the girls <laughs> Brian was no longer romantically involved with. That's referenced in Too Fast, Too Furious. Quote, Roman, you, you feel on this girl way too much. She just like that crazy-ass trailer wrath from back in the day, Tanya. Brian says, Tanya, man, you went out with her after I did. Roman says, I mean... Couldn't let her go to waste. (laughs) When Roman and Brian attended prom, Roman presumably had sex with a quote, easygoing woman named No Niece Denise. (laughs) Brian, no, only thing I've ever seen a takedown was No Niece Denise. Remember at prom, Roman says, really, Brian, you can do that right here? As referenced in Furious 7.
1: That one I was very familiar with. We've definitely caught that nuance one familiar up, with that sure. one.
0: At some point in time, Brian earned his driver's permit. Driving with his mother on the 40 freeway, the brakes of his car what? in front of them locked up, and another car hit them from behind, causing a five-car pileup. In a deleted what? scene, Brian says, First time I drove, this was my learner's permit. We were on the 40 freeway. My mother and I, car right in front of me, locks up its brakes. Boom! Someone blew into me from behind. Five-car pileup, first time I drove. What Deleted scene from what? I don't know.
1: Too fast, too
0: furious. Maybe the first one. I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll find out. Okay. At some point, we'll watch that scene.
1: Yeah, f- we'll find it. That's why we'll we're. That's like, why this... we're
0: going deep on fandom.
1: I like it. No, this is cool. I really do like it.
0: Brian was later sent to juvenile detention for two years in Tucson for committing grand theft auto. But that's a lie. What about those two years in juvie for boosting cars, Tucson, that's, right? This... I had Jesse run a profile <sighs> on your Brian Earl Spillner.
1: But this. But this is a lie. Is this a lie. is a made up. This is a made up thing that they gave him a fake background yep. to throw Dom off when he was undercover. A couple of. Over-
0: Nighters, nothing serious. Exactly,
1: yeah. This. So, hmm, I call bullshit.
0: As an adult, Brian joined the LAPD, which cost him his friendship with Roman, who did not trust the police. Two months into his earliest tenure on the force, Roman Pierce was arrested for housing stolen cars in a garage. While Brian was not involved in the Roman's arrest, Roman assumed he could have done something for him and later resented his childhood friend and his association with law enforcement. From Too Fast, Too Furious, Brian saying... No, I didn't even know yeah. what really was going down, but that doesn't really matter to him because once I became a cop, Roman started seeing me as a friend that became the enemy. That's kind of uncalled for, you know what I mean? Like, I don't expect,
1: like, just because you have a friend that does something doesn't mean he has a full authority to do everything. His friend was probably a young cop, like, he just got on the force, so, it's like, he's gonna get him out. He's not, like, the governor, you know what I mean? Right. Like,
0: so how do you, ex- what yeah also like you know just because you're a cop doesn't mean like every friend of yours like you can just let out of prison like yeah exactly there's like st- Oh yeah I, I mean, went to grade school with that drug dealer like uh you know let him out he was a good guy back then you know I just it's yeah I don't know
1: Exactly that yeah that's my point like it, you shouldn't expect that you could be mad at him for being a cop but you can't be like I'm mad at you cuz you didn't get me out of jail like what
0: I'm now scrolling through the uh fast the original the Fast and Furious right up and one thing that I learned is that Tanner's subordinate, the other guy who arrests him, is named Muse, M-U-S-E. Like the band. I guess so. We'll get to that when we get to the minute for sure. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of things here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. There's there's like hundreds of words about the Turbocharged Prelude. I can't believe that there's so much of this. <laughs> okay. There's a wiki article about The Girl, as played by Minka Kelly. Wow. All right. That's how like in-depth yeah. this can be at some point. Bullet. During his time in Miami, Brian befriends a former street racer named Tej Parker and begins to work at his garage. He also becomes friends with Tej's associates, Suki and Jimmy. Brian True. gradually builds his reputation as a street racer and earns the nickname Bullet after the Steve McQueen character.
1: Yes, exactly. We knew this one.
0: Then Too Fast, Too Furious. There's a bunch of stuff here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Fast and Furious. Brian's superior is named Penning. P-E-N-N-I-N-G.
1: Interesting. Penning. Yeah. Is that the guy that he punches?
0: No, that's... I don't think that's... That's somebody that's else. I think that's the guy who that's like his... basically tells the guy he punches to, like nut up. You know what I mean? He's just like, yeah, stop bleeding on my floor. Yeah, exactly. Fast five, scrolling, 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 Fast and Furious six, Furious seven, all right, and the fate of the Furious. So here's the fate of the Furious. Brian is mentioned by Roman and Letty as when Dominic betrays the team due to the influence of Cypher. Roman suggests Brian should be brought in to help them figure out why Dominic betrayed them, but Letty refuses, saying that they cannot bring in Brian and Mia back into the conflict and reminding him that they agreed to keep Brian and Mia retired from the team, presumably due to Brian and Mia wanting a normal life for the safety of the children. Brian is also seen in a photo in Dominic's car. Dominic later names his son after Brian.
1: Which we talked about is weird that, like, Brian's not at the table at the end, right? I get that th- that for us, it would be weird if he was. Yes. But story-wise, it's weird that he's not there. Because it's like, you know, Dom just found a new child. Like, you wouldn't have called him and been like, bro, you gotta come eat dinner with us and, like, meet your nephew. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The way that I can sort of kind of write that off, is that, like, if you don't want to call them back in for the job, I understand that, but it's also, like, do you want to just call them in from, like, because they're probably overseeing some, overseas somewhere, like, and just the logistics of having to fly in with two young kids and everything, it's just, you know, there. you can't That's just a very be for every, every barbecue, right, but, uh,
1: who knows? Yeah, but I mean, it was like, we just brought my son home, like, this is like, a, it's like a christening, right, like... You would be there for that.
0: I can see that. Like, if they have... Like, if if Nine starts with a christening or something, I can see them sort of doing, Uh. like, a double... You know what I mean? Like, or just, like, sort of, like, a shadowy blonde hair, maybe formerly blonde hair, brown hair, former cop, former FBI agent, whatever. I can sort of see that happen. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Brian... So this is under the category or the, the section personality. Brian's a man driven largely by his emotions. That is... That's basically, that's Brian in a sentence, right? Like, that is... That's
1: one sentence of Brian, yep.
0: The repercussions of his actions are often the last thing he thinks about before jumping headfirst into a situation. As a young man raised by his mother, a single parent, on account of the absence of his father, Brian experienced little to no sense of a family unit. The strongest relationships he had with other men were Roman Pierce and Sergeant Tanner his commanding officer within the LAPD. Roman sustained his wilder inhibitions as a young man, theft and unflinching loyalty, but in the LAPD, his ambitions locked him into a unit where he was counted on and respected by Tanner. However, his allegiance to the police temporarily lost due to his friendship with Roman, who never trusted the police. Yes. I like that idea that because he, raised, he was raised in a broken home, this sense of family, something he never really had before that he always been seeking, and that's maybe why, aside from just falling in love with Dom, why he chose a family unit as opposed to, like, he's in love with a woman, he's in love with a guy, but it's also this sense of home and family that he never had before.
1: Yeah, and it plays well into the rest of the character development, why he and Roman are such boys, right? Because he didn't have any, you know, family and, like, male figures in his life, like you just said with Dom, even him joining the police force. it's They often call it a brotherhood, right? Yeah, the, Like the fraternal mm-hmm, order of mm-hmm, police. Mm-hmm. It, it would make sense that he's seeking family, and with family running through so deep through the films, we didn't know that he didn't have this dad thing, and this actually is really great character writing, yeah. if it's true.
0: Tanner believed Brian was the right man for the undercover assignment that would ultimately lead him to a detective status in the force. Brian believed in upholding the law and was willing to do anything to make a noted career as a police officer. However... I call bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs> however, in the company of Dominic Toretto, his mark and primary suspect... His loyalties to the LAPD were tested. Brian experienced a family unit in the company of Dominic's found family. The consequences that led Dominic to attack Kenny Linder and apparent guilt led Brian to question the decision to arrest Dom and whether or not he was responsible for the thefts. However, he maintained his position as a lawman until he was willing to let Dom go in the face of four major thefts he was responsible for. Yeah. On the run from the police, Brian adapts to the life of criminal activity, excelling as a street racer. Hmm, debatable. He debatable. Yeah, yeah d- definitely debatable. I don't
1: think he was very ex- excellent as a street racer.
0: However, he maintains enough of what he learned in the Academy to remain off the radar long enough before he's apprehended by U.S. Customs and FBI. Absolutely not. Vince, or, oh no, that's right, because we have that scene where he gets, like, fake arrested
1: right customs arrest him because they're like figuring it out
0: i think they're saying that he's able to drive cross-country without getting arrested maybe i don't know he uses his knowledge that his participation with both government and with both government entities will grant him freedom from the law as a wanted man during an undercover stint with roman the two are able to repair their friendship his relationship with roman suggests a strong bond of trust fostered in their youth Brian revealed that the reasons that led him to let Dom go in Los Angeles were connected to the guilt of not being able to help him. Okay, I do like that this is essentially adding, like, the why. Like, the movies essentially say, they show, like, why he's doing the things he's doing, but they don't explain it. Like, this is like, well, here, he's doing this because of this. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Some of it's not true, but, you know, some of it is.
1: Yeah, it's your own perception of it. That's fine.
0: The additional guilt of breaking up the Toretto friend haunts... Oh, this is a terribly written sentence. uh, The Toretto friend haunts Brian when he joins the FBI and places Letty Ortiz undercover in exchange for a pardon for Dom. Mia believes him to be a manipulative and untrustworthy man who she regrettably still loves, despite what he did to hers and Dominic's family and friends. When reunited with Dominic, Brian makes efforts to do right by uh, by the Toretto's by helping Dom avenge Letty, who was presumed killed by a member of Arturo Braga's cartel. Brian's able to reconcile with Mia, with whom he reinitiates a relationship once more, settles things with Dominic. I don't know that this is all personal. Like, I don't know why this is all under personality. Like, this doesn't feel like personality. No, made. it's
1: more story. It's just story driven. Yeah, I don't know. The denial
0: of Dom's clemency allows Brian to abandon the FBI and choose Mia and Dom as permanent family unit, quote unquote family unit, officially yeah. assimilating into the life of a criminal. Brian's fears of parental inadequacy rear when Mia announces her pregnancy during the run from the law. While Dominic is assured that Brian will be a decent father to Mia's son, Brian remains uncertain. However, following their escape to the Canary Islands, Brian is ready to leave their life as criminals behind and dedicate his life to his new family. A father to his year-old son, Jack, Brian is able to reconcile his guilt for involving letting the investigation with Braga after learning she's alive. So he's like, oh, she's not dead. I didn't completely ruin everything. I no longer feel guilty about killing her because she's not dead. Exactly. I mean, that's... Obvious and dumb, but, you know, whatever. All right. It works. Though he continue to blame himself, Brian is free of the responsibility of guilt when Letty reminds him that the decision to uncover, to go undercover, was her own.
1: It was, yeah. Well, she says that, I don't know, man. If it's, like, get Dom back and be a police officer, like, it's not really, like, her decision, right? Like, she's kind of strong-armed into it. But okay, we'll get to Letty eventually.
0: Brian, at his heart, is a thrill-seeker, taking risks that are often unnecessary or place himself and others at risk on the chance of a major payoff. His chosen professions within the LAPD and FBI place him in a type of danger that's only met or offset by his life of crime. When pardoned of his crimes and allowed to return to Los Angeles with the others, Brian experienced a type of withdrawal from the sense of constant danger as he tried to become adjusted to civilian life. This is
1: when he's driving the van. Yes.
0: When he appreciated his life with Mia and Jack no less, Mia feared that he had grown despondent with his life with them. Dominic maintained that the best thing Brian did for his family was remaining a good man to his sister and his nephew. And the thrill of True. their, quote, old lives wasn't sustainable. After promising Mia that avenging Han would be the, quote, last job, Brian returns to Mia and Jack to make good of the promise of being a father to his growing family, quote, parting ways with Dom and his old life.
1: Why does Dom get to be a cool dad and Brian doesn't?
0: Because I think Brian's always kind of a little bit of a nerd, right? Like, he's always kind of an outsider. He's a dork, yeah. yeah. As Kara said, what kind of fucking narc eats tuna on white, no crust? No crust, yeah, exactly. There's an abilities section. Let's see here. He was trained. We're, we're, we're nearing the end. Where, cause there's going to be a guessing game for you, and there's going to be some trivia. Okay. Brian was okay. a trained officer in the LAPD and a field agent of the FBI, adept in handling various weapons, such as firearms and melee weapons. Bryant sharp makes sense, yeah. instincts that aid him in weapons and hand-to-hand combat. Bryant was a formidable opponent, able to hold his own against Vince, overpower Braga, and several of his henchmen, and defeat Kiet, a, mar- a skilled martial artist, which I think is in 7, 6 or 7?
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair, Again, a little points. bit of
0: automancer there, but, uh, you know, there's maybe a reason for it.
1: Well, he did train with the FBI, right? True. Like, so if he made it to the FBI, he trained with the FBI, so he, he probably knows all these things.
0: I guess, yeah, it's, it's less believable that suddenly Tej is like a martial artist, right? Because he's just like a street-level hacker mechanic. Exactly, and it's less believable or, that,
1: <laughs> that Tej is like a now, you know, super hacker, yes. too. Brian at least was a cop, so he did some kind of fight training.
0: Mm-hmm. He did struggle against Dom, though, being easily tossed onto a car in their first encounter and then pinned and heavily beaten during their second fight. Well, of course. I mean, like, Dom is, like, the big bad guy, right? Like, you can't... Not the bad guy, yeah. but, like, you can't beat Dom. Like, Dom can't be... Dick contest, yeah, right? So. Exactly. Brian often responded to firearms only when needed and can easily switch to fighting. As a police officer and FBI agent, Brian used manipulative interrogation tactics that fooled suspects into doing what he wanted, as seen like in Fast and Furious 6.
1: What does he do? Do you remember? Um, What's that a reference hmm. to?
0: In 6? What does he do to fool people? I don't know. Does he... Is We'll have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah,
1: I guess... I guess.
0: When there was no evidence to use against suspects, he often planted evidence to incriminate them, as in Fast and Furious. We know that. Remember the uh, yes. Joe Dirt? Brian's yes. ambition to make detective often forced him to excel as an undercover agent from the first movie. Bullshit. Never really excelled at anything here.
1: No. Never was good at being a police. A, a
0: police. A police. Mr. Police. You had all the clues. He would resort to brute force when provoked, but was resourceful, often using his environment to his advantage.
1: Yeah, because he could do parkour, too. Yeah.
0: Parkour. Brian was a skilled tracker, able to easily find one of Braga's men by using his name and cross-checking it with records of street racing. That's not a skill tracker. That should be able to use computers. And also his assistant does that.
1: Yeah. Like, let's give the woman credit for her job in this movie. Well, not even his
0: assistant. That's demeaning. But, like, yeah, the the female officer there, the female agent is just like, oh, yeah, here's David Park. like, his his tracker is just like, that's the car I would drive. Like, that's, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I've made the the point there before. It's like, shitty car, shitty car, minivan, fully souped up tuner car. It's like, yeah,
1: of course. (laughs) Exactly.
0: He's able to locate Letty in London by using a bullet used when she shot Dom by tracking the bullet and the gun to a local pawn shop. Again... Computers
1: and in, like the forensics department yep. of your police force, like not. <laughs> I don't think Brian was doing the analysis on the gun and tr- the gun shells, the the bullet shells. It's like, can
0: you believe that Brian is not only Bruce Wayne, but also Alfred and also uh, <laughs> yes, whatever exactly. whatever character or more? I don't remember. Oh, Lucius Fox. He's a uh, he's all three of them in one. He's so good. Yeah. He managed to infiltrate Braga's crew and exposed him by using the glasses he and fake Braga drank from in a club to ascertain Braga's fingerprints.
1: It's not fake Braga. It's Actual Braga, <laughs> pretending to not be Braga, right? True.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like that they.
1: I do like that they called him fake Braga. So hopefully, somebody's fake Ronda Rousey. Hopefully, Gina Carano's <laughs> fake Ronda Rousey. If we if we already initiated it, it should work. If you're out there listening
0: and you make edits on fandom. Fix this up for us. <laughs> no, no, nobody, nobody will. Brian. We should fix it. We could. I'm not going to. We could. Yeah, that's what I... I meant we
1: should do it. Oh, not yes. We're going yes, to do it. Yes, we should.
0: I agree. We should do it. We will <laughs> yeah. not be doing it.
1: No. That's that's what I was trying to say. Sorry.
0: This is also written on a level between actual Wikipedia and You Are My Lifespan. Like, it's in between <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It is. It's, that's a perfect description of it. Because, like, sometimes they write like they're a lawyer and it's like a, like the court document. And then sometimes it's like, well, because. And it's like, because Brian has a wild eye yep. and likes travel. Yeah. And you're like, okay.
0: Brian was skilled with computers, programming the electronic parts in his skyline. He also managed to hack into the FBI databases in order to gain access to Luke Hobbs' file. While he was hiding with Mia at Armando's mansion in the Dominican Republic, he set up surveillance equipment at his garage.
1: Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: I don't think he set up the skyline either. No, probably not. That was definitely a team effort. Yeah. Brian's skills as a street racer were dismal during his time undercover in 2004. He was much less skilled firing Nas too early in the quarter mile race and losing control of his car. In company of Dom Toretto, his skills gradually improved. So maybe he's not an automaster, maybe he's a that
1: sounded like a weird genre of porn. I'm that sure I it is. Watch. Just uh, dudes who look like Vin you. Diesel. <laughs> that definitely exists. Roll 34 on mm-hmm. that. There's definitely Vin Diesel, either deep fake or Vin Diesel lookalike porn. You no,
0: know, we have sure. not looked up yet, which we should. Your One of your original ideas for Pit Stops was porn parodies. What we need to see is there's got to be a Fast and Furious porn parody, right? Oh, I hope there's so. got to be. I know that there's
1: that there's like
0: a satire. There's like a Yeah, but like remember? I'm less interested in that. I want to see the actors that they cast. I want to see the story that they write. Again, I'm not interested in the actual sex. I'm interested to see what story they tell in this universe. It's got to be out there. It's got to be out there.
1: Um I just searched this ain't Fast and Furious XXX. This is a porn parody movie. It kind of looks like it. Is that Kimmy Granger? Yeah, it is. Okay. Oh,
0: who's is she? Mia? Do you know who Kimmy Granger Kimmy is? Kimmy Granger is like one of like the ten most famous porn stars in the world. I think.
1: That's what I figured. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I just said the name, but I just like recognize her face. I get. I don't know. This is such a weird here. Let me send this to you. Check it out. Cause like the the cover is like half a porno cover. Oh, it won't let me send it because it's at sexofilm.com. Just search Fast and Furious parody and it's like the second link.
0: Fast and Furious we, we parody. We have to
1: buy and watch this. There's just like
0: fucking on a car, is what it seems. It seems like that. The Fucking the Furious on Pornhub.com. Oh. This ain't Fast and Furious XXX by ParodyXXX.net. Yes. Scene one,
1: the meat. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Scene two, my crew has my back. You can imagine what that was. Wait, one no, looks I think like. this
0: is a different one because Kenny Granger's not in this one. No. In- this is featuring like Cassandra Cruz, Courtney Shay, Misha yeah. Brooks, Ryan Ryan, Sasha Hart, Amy Black.
1: Yeah, but look at the cover of it. It looked like Kimmy Granger on the top.
0: Oh. the girl on the
1: far right, doesn't it?
0: That's something that I don't like. I can I, I can recognize. I can put the name to the face, but I I, I can't do it the other way around. Okay. All star cast, anal fast cars. <laughs> oh, Hustler made this. Okay. Yeah, it's like a real
1: thing. Oh, scene five, a Sunday drive. So
0: the reaction on this site, 31% said happy, 14% said glad, 15% said LOL, 14% said rage, 11 said what, 8 said met, and 8 said said, so it seems overall like a pretty good...
1: I think we're gonna have to take one for the team and watch this.
0: If you're a fan of supercars and high-speed chases, you're surely a fan of the Fast and Furious series, but what I'm going to present now is not actually a Fast and Furious. However... The action is just as intense as in the original movie. This ain't Fast and Furious Triple X is the porn parody of Fast and Furious, so now you will be able to satisfy that kinky fantasy which was always crossing your mind when Letty, played by Michelle Rodriguez, showed up in the scene wearing a tight and greased tank top through which you could see her nips. All right, that's... I I understand that this is a uh, porn parody description, but, like, let's class it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Come on. In
0: this parody, Letty is played by the kinky Latina porn star Cassandra Cruz, and she's obviously banging Dom, the big bald street racer, interpreted (laughs) by Will Powers. This is just one scene to parody. Every other character of the original movie gets played by a famous porn star, such as Misha Brooks, Amy Black, Carla Carrera, Carlo Carrera, or Ryan Ryans. I don't think I know any of those names.
1: Yeah, I don't know any of those names either.
0: Triple X gave it a 7.5 out of 10 for actors, 7.1 for screenplay, 7.9 for costumes. Overall, 7.5. So, you know, a passable, I guess. We gotta watch this and just talk about the storyline. Yeah. Like, you could just, like, skip
1: the, like, other parts, but we gotta watch yeah. it and talk about the storyline. Sorry we took this weird tangent if you're listening,
0: but. Brian's skills as hopefully... a street racer. We'll just get right back into it. Brian's skills as a street <laughs> racer with dismal, blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. He became proficient at drifting and cornering, often driving imports and tuners. His skills continued to improve during his time in Miami. Brian's a skilled mechanic. Mm. Modifying a Skyline GTR to participate in a race for a membership in Braga's crew. Mm. Prior to that, with Tej Parker's help, he modified his own Skyline. During his time in Miami, as a fugitive running with Dom Toretto, Brian used all the skills he had learned as a young man, a car thief and a government official, to assist in earning major scores or catch other thieves.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: They have a lot of the weapons that he used. Okay, so here. Known inconsistencies. All right. Too Fast, Too Furious establishes that Roman and Brian grew up together in Barstow. In Fast Five, however... Brian tells Dom and the others that he met Roman in juvenile detention.
1: Well, that could be juvenile detention in Barstow. Sure could be. So...
0: At the end of Too Fast, Too Furious, Brian and Roman intended on starting a garage together. In Fast and Furious, however, Brian's become an FBI agent. Brian and Roman's plans are never mentioned or referenced in the series after Too Fast. While likely a continuity error, Fast and Furious is considered a soft reboot of the first one, the franchise by Universal.
1: But you could, you know, like, if you and I hit the lottery, we could be like, yeah, we're going to start a garage. It doesn't mean we have to do yep. it. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I get it, but I also don't, so.
0: Oh, so here we go. So here, this is what you were saying before. You were right. Birth date in the Fast and Furious... His driver's license shows his birthday as July 4th, 1977. That's what
1: I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's it wrong with the year.
0: The date on his license was likely one given to Brian or Earl Spillner, his undercover identity. In mm-hmm. Too Fast, his birthday is shown as August 29th, 1973, even older. However, once more, it's the birthday given to his undercover identity. It's unknown as to why his undercover's identity birthday changed from 77 to 73. Incidentally, Paul Walker, who plays Brian O'Connor, was born in 73. Hmm. In Fast okay. Five, when Luke Hobbs is pulling up Brian's file, his birthday is listed as July 14, 1978. So that's where we get that from.
1: Yeah, and that should be the right yes. birthday. date.
0: Considering the other two birth dates shown in the series are for Brian Earl Spillner, this is likely to be Brian O'Connor's actual date of birth. Also, the DSS file shows Dom's birthday is August 29th, the same date given to Brian in Two Fast Two Furious. Ooh. I wonder that probably means that whoever like wrote these or like a producer, their birthday or like their wife's birthday was like August 29th. You know what I mean? It's just like Exactly. Yeah. Putting it, putting it in there. Uh trivia. Brian's service number when he was a member of the L A P. D was three four seven six two. Okay. That's certainly trivia.
1: We'll get there. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get there in a minute.
0: Brian's surname, O'Connor, suggests Irish ancestry. True. The power slide performed... That's it? At-
1: that, was the, that, was the, that was the whole yep. trivia? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Top tier trivia. telling you. Yeah. You get what you pay for, and we paid $0 for this. And listeners Amen. pretty much paid, I mean, aside for the, the six of you whom we love, you all paid $0 <laughs> for this, so like, what do you want? Exactly, yeah. Support us on Patreon, we'll do some better, we're not going to do better content, but we might. <laughs> The power slide performed at the end of the opening sequence of Too Fast was performed by Paul Walker, who was a licensed professional driver. The stunt wherein Brian drives his car in reverse was also performed by Paul Walker. All right. Oh, cool.
1: Nice tidbit. That's nice trivia. I like that. Following
0: the death of Paul Walker on November 30th, 2013, Universal chose to retire the character instead of killing him off. Not really trivia, just sort of thing people know. Yeah. Paul Walker's brothers, Caleb and Cody Walker, were among the doubles chosen to complete uh, the scenes Paul Walker was unable to following his death. Weta Digital, W-E-T-A, Weta digital, digital, was responsible for the digital recreation of Paul, light, Paul Walker's likeness used in Furious 7.
1: Yeah, which we, I think there's like a whole background of that, and we need to watch it.
0: This is something I think we knew from one point a long time ago, maybe in the mic lap. Mark Wahlberg, ooh, ooh, Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, and Marshall Mathers, aka Eminem, were all considered for the part of Brian oh. O'Connor. Before Paul Walker was cast, can you imagine an M&M? Well, no, I'm just saying with Mark Wahlberg, then to have Italian Job be canon—that's what we said, dude. He, we're, so, so he's involved with the films then, if he was
1: considered. Like he, like you know, he had to hear this. Italian Job is canon. Yeah, we know that.
0: In September 2016, both Caleb and Cody Walker revealed to Entertainment Tonight that their brother's character may possibly return. Not trivia, just speculation. The white no. Toyota Super MK4 using the ending of Furious 7 as Paul Walker's personal car. Yeah,
1: we saw that because, you know, as somebody sent to us uh, this week on Facebook, a bunch of Paul Walker's cars are getting auctioned off, and actually a lot of them were used in the films, but a lot of his personal car car collection was used because, you know, he loved cars, and he had a bunch, so...
0: Now, this next part is going to be the guessing game, Joe. So here we have them. I need to clean it up a little bit. Give me one second. There is a list of the cars that Brian drives in the movies. Okay. So I want you... To guess as many of these cars as you possibly can.
1: I, I can do through, like, a bunch of the early ones. And it's by him driving, right? That's what it yes. is? Yeah. so
0: I'm going to get rid of these. They're sort of, like, variants, kind of. How many is there total? There are 15. So let's see if you can get half. If you can get eight, I'm going to consider it a win. I think you should be able to get eight. I think. But we'll
1: see. He has... Definitely a Supra.
0: Uh, Can you give me the make and model, please? The MK4. No, just Toyota Supra is fine.
1: Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Toyota Supra. Yes, one. He has a Nissan Skyline. Two. And there's multiple Skylines. Yeah, there's like like five or six of them,
0: but I just count that as one. There's there's 15 Uh. unique cars. There's one car that we're going to get to that has like three variations that are like, there's like, it just says like Nissan Skyline in like five movies, right? But like, there's one that's like three different variations, but I'm just sort of counting... The main one. Yeah, count kind of one. Yep. Okay.
1: In six, he dri- he's driving a Mustang, right?
0: No. What is he
1: driving in six? It's an old Challenger.
0: No, but you're close-ish. Old Charger? Dodge Charger. There's, th- there's actually three different kinds. There's one that's the cop car he drives as a Charger. There's a new Charger in yeah. some other the cop cars.
1: So there's three. Does he drive a tank?
0: No, but he kind of drives the tank of cars.
1: The tank of cars? I um, mean, he has, oh, he has a, a Subaru Impreza. Yep, When four. he jumps out of the plane. Yep. He... A, a tank of cars. Like a Hummer. Hummer F1. Five. Okay. Let me see. Is he ever driving, a, like, a tractor trailer? Does he drive the, like, the bus that Ramsey is on? No, I don't think he drives it. He's just, like, fighting in the in the driver's seat. He has a Mitsubishi Lancer in two. No, not a Lancer. An Evo. It's a Lancer Evolution. Oh, yeah,
0: Evo. Yep, hmm Six. Exactly.
1: Oh, and then he has... What is the other guy's car? The blue car is it a Challenger and a Charger? No, there's no. There's another Dodge, of...
0: but it's not. A, it's not a Challenger.
1: A Dodge Dart. Nope. So that's through two. Uh, the Mitsubishi Eclipse Spider in two. Uh, no, yep, he takes the Evo. One.
0: He also drives. On a, he also drives an Eclipse in the first one. So in the first movie, okay. he drives an Eclipse. He drives a Super. He drives one other car that you've not guessed yet, and I think. Oh. Oh, the truck. Yeah. What kind of what kind Harry's of, truck? What, what kind of truck is it? Ford. Yep uh f-150 yep there we go so there's eight um in okay. the turbocharged prelude he drives a skyline he also drives one other cars. yes i remember It's gonna dodge oh shit it's a uh
1: what else does he drive in the prelude so it's a dodge not challenger not charger
0: correct yeah it's it was also the the model is a movie a bad movie starring jessica biel Geely. no no Dodge. We'll come back to that one. We'll come back to that one. In Too Fast, he drives the Skyline, he drives the Evo, and he drives another car. A, a make that I've never heard of before.
1: What is that one? Tell me.
0: The Yanko Camaro, S-Y-C.
1: Oh, no. Yanko is just like the, the souping guys. They're like Oh, the, so it's like a souped-up Chevy. Okay. The modified Camaros. Yeah. I, I was trying to figure out what the other old muscle car was in 2. So it was a Camaro. Then in okay. 4,
0: he drives the Skyline. He drives the Impreza, which you guessed. He drives... Yeah. Another car that you've not guessed. He drives the F1, uh, the Hummer F1, and then the Dodge Charger. There's another Nissan that he drives that you've not guessed yet.
1: An RX7? Nope. An RX8? Nope. Um, what is it? GTR. Which is a Skyline.
0: Oh well, they have it separated here.
1: Yeah, it's it's an American Skyline. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Remember, okay. you know, what dude, what's my car? I it's know okay. nothing about this. It's that's that's what we're walking through it, man. In no. Five. Worries. He drives Nissan Skyline, two different ones, two different Chargers, and the Nissan GTR. In six, he drives two Nissan GTRs. And then he drives three other cars in six that you've not guessed. And then in seven, he drives another car that you've not guessed.
1: Six? I remember the blue car that he's driving when the tank scene is happening, but I don't remember what it is. It should be an older one. Is it like an old Dodge something? Is there an Mm-mm. old Dodge in nope. six? What is it? Like, a, Like I was thinking like a Chevy Camaro. I don't know. what is. What are the other ones in six?
0: Oh, okay. So... Here's the cars that you're missing. You're missing the car that he drives on the world's longest runway. You're missing the Is car it Jeep? that... Is he
1: in, like, a Jeep or something?
0: No. It's an SUV, though, yeah? No. Actually, no, it's a sports car. Uh, he, You're missing the car that he drives through London on that early race when there's, like, the, the flip car. And you're missing the car that was... It's car that uh, Tej buys, and this is the one that it's the old blue car.
1: Oh yeah, that's I can't think of what the old blue car is. What is it? It's a
0: Ford Escort MK1.
1: Ah, Ford Escort. Okay, okay. I uh, see. I was saying Mustang, so I was like yep. in Ford. Okay. So you got the one, now, the
0: one on the the runway, and you got the one at the beginning of the movie. He's driving something red on the runway, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's
1: a red car. Mm-hmm. What is it? Give me, give me some hints. It's Italian. Oh, it's is it an Alpha. Yep. Is it a Giulietta? Yep.
0: Nine forty. Okay. And then the car in the beginning that uh, is used. To drive through one to track down Owen Shaw is a German car.
1: Uh, does he use the Porsche that he wins? Nope. He does drive a nine eleven at some point. I don't. Or though it's this it's doesn't, a doesn't Cayman, have a this doesn't have a nine eleven listed. Boxster came in.
0: Nope. It's a BMW E sixty M five.
1: Oh, that's right. He does have that M five in the beginning.
0: And then you're missing one car. And it is uh, the I think the first car that we see him drive in seven.
1: No, because they're leaving the Porsche out, and he does the Porsche the drift through the thing when they're doing Italian Job two and five because they all drift with that Porsche. Oh, well, this isn't the listed Porsche here. The it's not listed here. Yeah, but there's okay, one car that so. is
0: listed that you uh, you missed, and it's the car in seven, and it's kind of it's oh. it's kind of a goofy inclusion. The end. Nope, nope, in the beginning.
1: In the beginning. It's the van. Yeah, it's the, the Chrysler Town yeah. kind of Country. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I did think I think it did pretty good even before the hints. I got. I think, I think you got
0: you got like six or seven just with with zero hints, and you got a couple more with like very slight hints, and then you got the rest. So yeah, not bad. No, I don't think I
1: did too bad. That's pretty cool. Damn, I never really thought about it. Like, there's some that I forgot, like him driving the M5 in that like the beginning of seven or six. Yeah. Like that one was like not in my mind but i had one that they didn't have so that was good
0: yeah you uh you beat the wiki
1: i i hopefully did
0: and that is the end of the wikipedia article is there anything i mean we we skipped over the sort of the plot summary like the description of what he does in all the movies so there might be stuff that we missed but is there anything that we can think about that should be here but is not here <sighs> no
1: when we finish all the minutes maybe we can trim stuff up or like think about what we would change
0: yeah like it's 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 not all correct but it's pretty comprehensive
1: yeah there's a lot of stuff there. I liked it. Some of
0: it's lies, some of it's speculation, but yeah, for the most part,
1: dreams and wishes. Yeah, we learn
0: some stuff about you know his his mother, his father, his the driver's permit, the, the deleted scene, which was cool. Yeah, very cool. Do you, dear dear listener, like this kind of thing? Because we, you know, we're, I don't think we're ever gonna do more than one of these per lap. But if you like this sort of deep dive into either you know a movie or a character or a location or whatever, uh, let us know. Family at cageclub.me email in. We'll read it next episode or whenever we get it. Next episode is the Too Fast, Too Furious, and then yeah. uh, you know pit stop every other week. But it's, I think it's just it's a, it's a new way to go deeper in the movies without talking about one movie. Yes. Yeah. Eventually, we've talked about how you know maybe next lap, maybe not next lap, whatever. We'll just do like the Fast and the Furious, and so we'll do we'll listen to the director's commentary one week, we'll watch deleted scenes one week. You know, if there's mm-hmm. a wiki article about that, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that like. We can go. Exactly. We can go into the specific movie in a deeper way, but uh, you know, there's a lot of characters that we love. I think Brian, like I'm guessing, Brian and Dom, Brian Dom. probably have the, the longest wikis by a mile. But there's yeah, probably the a Rock. bunch that we could, you know, yeah. There's probably a yeah. bunch that we can find out there that are you know worth looking into. Solid.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: You were just on another podcast on our network that came out today as we record I this.
1: Was it was so much fun? I was on Foodie Films with. Mr. Kyle Ryanfried. Mm-hmm. We were talking about food stuff, uh, mostly just bullshit, but uh, the movie we were talking about was Chocolat. You guys would know his voice from here because he's been on an episode last lap. He was on the Fast Five with Brian. Yeah, he was on the Fast Five with Brian, and, and those guys cracked me up, and um, we were just giggling and talking nonsense over there. I told those guys that I think that Too Fast, Too Forever is pretty much in the same vein. So, again, it was like a crossover type of, you got my same bullshit that you get here, there. So, check it out if you want to hear me talk about how Johnny Depp ruined a movie that should have been for lifetime. Yep.
0: The episode's a long episode. It's presumably about Chocolat, but it's mostly like half an hour about beer stories, half an hour about Chocolat, 20 minutes about Armageddon, and then just 20 minutes about nonsense. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes yeah which is pretty much how our our yeah. podcast goes about fast and the furious yeah. and that's what i was trying to explain there i was like yeah like it's about fast and the furious but really it's just 20 minutes about beer stories and then 20 minutes about fast and the furious and like this kind of stuff so yeah
0: for all things too fast too forever you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cage check out our patreon page at 2fast2forever.com sign up now to vote to cast your vote on the Paul Walker do fans it. choice come back next week for Too fast 2 furious joe should we announce when do you want to announce the next pit stop you want to do that today or you going to do that next week how far in advance Ooh, do we want no to- i
1: think ne- i think today all right i think today
0: well in 2 yeah. weeks this is actually it's good to have a little bit of extra time in yeah. two weeks, we're going to be talking about the Charlize Theron Netflix series, Hyperdrive, the yes. American Ninja Warrior with cars. So I've got to watch We've that. We've been promising
1: it for a while. Yeah. And and I watched like half of it, but I'm going to rewatch it and then Joey's going to watch it and we're going to talk about Hyperdrive. I think it's good to talk about which pit stop we're doing next on the pit stop sure. to yeah. give it like some time.
0: I agree. And we'll cool. remind you next week. But yeah, I think there's like, I think we looked up what there are like nine episodes, like 45-ish minutes each. Yeah. Um, so go check yeah. that out on Netflix, Hyperdrive the American Ninja Warrior for Cars. We'll be talking about that in two weeks after we talk to Kara about Too Fast, Too Furious next week. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, Two, And we'll see you next week right here on Too Fast, Too Forever.